Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of AdMail. This is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of IRA Financial. I'm here to help you find the answers to the most frequently asked questions from my clients about self-directed retirement accounts. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of AdMail. I'm Adam Bergman, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial. On today's AdMail, got a great episode for you. Really excited about the questions. They're going to be interesting. Two are going to tackle some prohibited transactions type scenarios. And uh, the other one's going to be talking about a potential startup tax credit for a 401k. Is that real? Um, yes and no. So really um, fun episode. Uh, if you give me the next, I don't know, seven or 10 minutes, I promise you to learn a whole lot. So uh, buckle up and uh, let's get started. First question is from Timothy M of Altamont Springs, Florida. Timothy wants to know, does the new Secure Act startup tax credit apply to solo 401k plans? So the Secure Act 2.0, which was passed, uh, signed into law by the president late December 22, has uh, 400 pages of retirement related provisions, about 80 or so provisions. But one really stands out is that it offers up to a $5,000 tax credit for new 401ks, uh, as also new potential SEPs um, that are established. Now, the problem for solo 401ks is it only applies essentially to ERISA 401ks. So 401ks that have non-highly competent employees, really non-owners. And same with SEPs. It does not apply only to the owners or the highly comps. It only applies if you have a business that has non-highly comp, so you know rank and file employees. So it's a great credit um, if you have a business with employees. Uh, you definitely and don't have a 401k. This is your chance to potentially get up to five thousand dollars of uh, a credit, not a deduction. A deduction reduces your taxable income. A credit actually takes away dollar for dollar the amount of tax you owe. So credit is very very valuable. So for the fact that the IR and Congress is just offering um, these free credits um, to folks to set up business, to set up 401ks, which are super beneficial uh, from a retirement standpoint, also from an employee retention standpoint. Uh, it's a win-win. And, um, you know, so if you are out there and you have a business, whether it's two employees, 100 employees, 20, and you want to set up a 401k, this is the time to do it. You can get a credit up to 5,000 bucks. Um, and several credits over the next couple of years as well. Um, and, and if you have a defined benefit plan, uh, or let's say you have a, a medical practice, law practice, accounting practice, and you fit into the defined benefit world where you can put away 100, 200,000 plus a year, you also can get up to a thousand dollars per employee credit for any contributions you make. So it's, it's a really, um, you know, very valuable provision. So let us know if you, um, have a solo or a SEP, but also have non-highly comp employees and you need to move to an ERISA 401k or just have a SEP and, and want to take care, advantage of this credit, let us know. Um, our experts will help plan design and uh, we'll help you get set up so you can take advantage of all the retirement benefits associated with a 401k, but also get you that credit. So thank you, um, Timothy M. Second question is from YouTube. Um, I guess there's a reason this name's anonymous. This is the question. If my brother lends my self-directed IRA money and I use the funds in a deal with my father, 
Hmm. Would that be a problematic? So, um, okay. So what's going on here now? Your brothers or sisters, siblings are non-disqualified people. So that means on its own, if you just had that one transaction where your brother lends your IRA money and you go buy real estate or invest somewhere else, that's good. It's kosher. Siblings are not disqualified. It's like if you and me transacted, right? Third party, no problem. We can do it. The big issue is now that you're taking that money and now investing in a deal with your dad. And there's something called the step transaction doctrine or economic substance. And the way the step transaction doctrine works, and it's actually you know, a Supreme Court case, says that if the IRS feels that, and this doctrine was indoctrinated by the Supreme Court, that the IRS feels that one part of this transaction is a sham, lacks economic substance, they're going to ignore it. So if they feel your brother's loan to your IRA is a sham and all your brother's trying to do is get you the money to invest with your dad, um, you know, it could be an issue. Now, I don't know what deal you're doing with your dad. That could also be problematic. But if your dad owns, you know, less than 50% of the entity, it could be okay. And your brother lending your IRA money could also be okay. Um, so I'd have to learn more. But the whole crux of this question and why I thought it's important, I guess why I was included is it's going towards the heart of step transaction. So let's say your brother um, lends you money and then you turn around with your IRA and invest in his business. That's probably a better example. Um, so the initial part of the transaction, the loan from your brother, to your IRA is kosher, it's good, no problem because you're not disqualified. But if you then turn around and then send the money right back to your brother, that is where the step transaction economic substance doctrine comes in and would stop that transaction. And if the IRS uncovered it, they would um, make that argument that the step transaction doctrine apply to validate the transaction and treat it as a primitive transaction, basically ignore the fact that your brother let your IRA the money and just assume your brother you know, made the investment into his own business with uh, retirement or personal money, depending. But again, in order to have a primitive transaction, you need retirement accounts, you need a disqualified person. So by using a straw man, uh, let's say you and your IRA or whoever that case may be, to then get those funds rolled back into the disqualified person's enterprise, that's where step transaction economic substance can come in. So just be careful. If you're a client of ours, talk to us. You know, there could be ways to get around this that uh, we can work with you to uh, understand the rules so you can you know, make the most um, advantageous investment possible. Third and final question of the episode is Neil A. from Dayton, Ohio. Neil wants to know, my daughter is involved in a startup. Cool. She's the head of marketing and owns apparently approximately 3% of the company. W would that be a primitive transaction? So no, you can do it, Neil. I mean, the, the level, the threshold is generally 50%. Now, it could be less depending on uh, circumstances, but generally, if your daughter owned 50, less than 50% and you can prove that your IRA is making the investment to exclusively benefit the IRA, not in any way help your daughter, like, hey, dad, can you invest in this business? Because if you don't, I'm going to lose my job. Or dad, can you invest? And if you do, I'll get a promotion. That's where the conflict of interest would occur and could trigger the prohibitive transaction. But if that's not the case, and your dad, your daughter owns less than 50%, so there's no disqualified person issue. Your daughter is disqualified, so you couldn't invest in her directly, but if you're investing in an entity, she owns less than 50%, that's okay. And the second part is so long as dad can prove 
that the IRA is making the investment to personally benefit the, well, to directly benefit the IRA, not personally benefit his daughter indirectly or directly, the investment's fine, valid, and I don't see any issue with it. So great question, Neil. Thank you um, to um, everyone participating in today's episode. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. Like I said, seven, 10 minutes, and I will give you all the info you need on these specific questions to make you a better, smarter, and hopefully more successful self-directed retirement investor. Uh, I've got to learn from each other. I get to put back my tax lawyer hat on and uh, have some fun with these um, questions. So if you have a question, submit it. You can send it in for free. You don't have to be a client IRA Financial, info at IRA Financial, or you can leave it on our YouTube channel, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn. You, you can find us. We're everywhere. And uh, just send it in. Uh, we'll add you to the queue. And if it's really good, we'll even you know, probably push you to the top or maybe close to the top, depending on how really good it is or how hard you beg. But uh, you can also just call us up. We have a great team of tax professionals always standing by. Even if you're not a client, well, if it's if it's a simple question, like we'll give you the answer off, off right away, straight away. So um, we just want to help, honestly. That's the truth. Otherwise, I uh, hope your summer's going great. I hope you had a great fourth. Have a great day and ciao.